of you have to be not only mothers of some kind, you have to be mothers and fathers. And if you're and if you're a teacher, sometimes you have to be a teacher, a mother, a father, a counselor, and everything. You know, so you are valuable. Amen, Sister Christine. Yes. You are valuable. Amen. And we are so grateful. Amen. We are honored. Amen. Did I have somebody else? Oh, yes. Praise the Lord, everyone. I just want to thank and praise God for yet another opportunity to be in fellowship. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. And I just want to give a special um, uh, honor to my mother, Eva M. Kelly, who uh, passed away in 2009. Uh, she is with the Lord. But I thank and praise God for her gentle, loving, kind spirit. She was always a woman who, uh, she had the gift of helps and helping others. And I just thank and praise God for her life, her legacy, and that which she has taught all of her nine children. To love God first, to love mankind, Amen. God will do the rest. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We're so grateful for, for that and those who to mothers, amen, and we can go on and on, and I tell you, we have some stories, amen, I tell you, we have some stories that, that keep you laughing and keep you crying at the same time, because I tell you, I don't know how many of them did it, but uh, I tell you, they stuck it out, they, they endured, amen, and they love us unconditionally. I, my own mom, I don't know. She had 15 kids, and she loved us all. Amen. They don't make them like they used to. And she was only one child. One. She didn't have no siblings at all. And she had 15. She was trying to make up. <laughs> Amen. And, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And I'm grateful. I tell you, we can't forget our grandparents either. Because I, 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 I tell you, the one for my grandmother, I don't know where I would be. Amen. Even my, even I heard Mama CJ talk about how uh, her mother, Wilhelmina, amen, can pull things out of her hat. Amen. Look at some of you. Look in the mirror. You are proud of. You, sometimes you're just like your mother. I don't care if you say, I don't want to be like my mom. But sometimes you're a spitting image of your mama. You're doing the same thing she did. Look at that. Uh, Chaplain Daniels, she can pull things out of her hat. Like her grandmama, Wilhelmina. All of you are special in your own way. None of you the same. All right, let's, let's go on to our word, because I have a word. Excuse me, Pastor. Before before you go ahead, I'm not sure if Jewel wishes to say anything to the group. She just joined us. I don't want to put her on the spot, but we want to I tell do. her Happy Mother's Day also. All right. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Sorry I'm so late this morning. Happy Happy Mother's, Mother's Day to all the mothers. Happy Mother's Day to <laughs> you. Thank also. you. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Jewel, would you like to give honor to your mom? Say some words about your mom. 
took him and he did what? He healed them there. The Pharisees also came to him, testing him and saying to him, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? For just any reason, they wanted to know, was it legit for man to divorce his wife for any reason, for, for keeping the toothpaste top off, for doing things that he didn't agree with, for anything. He said, and he answered and said to them, have you not read that? He who made them at the beginning made them male and female, okay? And said, for this reason, for this reason, this is why he made male and female, for this reason, shall a man leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two should become flesh, become one flesh. The two should become one flesh. No, nope. I'm just going to throw this in there, because, as I say, the two should become one flesh, and that marriage vows is done, and when the marriage is consummated, they become one flesh. Amen. Note there. You say the two should become. I know some people have a problem with when I say become one flesh because that is a work in progress. Still, even though you become one flesh, I'm going to read it to you. Be made one, become one flesh.
gamers, I know you want to uh, maybe take points. I know. I know you want to blame everybody, but sometimes it's not even them. Sometimes it's the fight that's in you. Something's on the inside of you that you have not overcame. Something that may have latched on to you as a child. You have not overcome. Hello, somebody. And God will use these same things that you have not closed the door on, that you have not forgiven. He will use these things. Your adversary, 1 Peter 5 and 8, that your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring, walks about like a roaring.
sometimes it's just little things. And it's just little foxes that fall the mind. Little things that cause you you be in an uproar that upsets you. And sometimes it, it the devil knows just what buttons to push. And that stuff when you done you take in and it harbors in your in your spirit and it calls you to foster it. To foster the devil is like an instigator. He instigates fights. He instigates. He knows your weaknesses. He knows what put much to push. It fosters in you and causes you to be angry. And you hold that in your heart against one another. And you don't understand what's going on. But Satan's job is not to hurt you, but his job is to destroy you. And you got to learn to fight, not within your intellect, not within your ideology, but you need to fight by the power of God. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. You're fighting in the flesh. You're fighting in the flesh. You're fighting in the flesh. No wonder you can't win. You're fighting in the flesh. Oh, God, today. Reading on here. The devil exaggerates our shortcomings and will foster anger. He will foster anger and unforgiveness. So that anger will bring unforgiveness. You can't forgive. Growing in our hearts towards one another. You can't, the anger has come paid on our shop. It has begun to foster in your heart and taking root in your heart and where you can't forgive. Forgive one another. Listen, Jesus warns that disintegrated attacks, disintegrated attacks, We shouldn't let it go that far. Disintegrated a type. Where hardness, get this, get these three words here. Hardness of heart. Hardness of heart. Is allowed to grow. You have allowed that stuff to foster in your life now. It has become, it made your heart hard. Where is the love on last week that I began to speak of? Where is the love? Perfect love. Cast out all covers of fear. Cast out all fear. Covers a month or two of sin. Perfect love, where is it? Mark, the book of Mark, 10. Let's go to Mark, 10, 4. Oh, man. 
Somebody say amen. Even though I can't hear you. Mark 10. Yes. 
hold the same as unbelief. Amen. As unbelief. Read on here. Light of understanding. Let me read something else. Now you have to understand. Now we go back to Matthew 19, 7 and 8. They said to him, Why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away? He said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of heart. You have to be very careful what you harbor, what you hold on to. You can't forgive. You can't let it go. You hold on to stuff. And the other person has gone on. But you can't forgive. And it said, because of the hardness of the heart. God. You allow the enemy, your adversary. To instigate destruction where we should be provoking unto love, we allowing the enemy to sow discord and we allowing the enemy to destroy. His job is not to hurt you, his job is to destroy you, to rip you apart. To have you always in bondage, to have you in a state of depression, to have you defeated. When you should be having joy, when you should be fighting the enemy, you fighting one another. Lift it. 
that's in Hebrews, it speaks of a king who was, he began to rule at 21 years old. And what happened was that he did everything evil. And when the man of God came to him to correct him, he became stiff-necked and hardened of heart. Stiff-necked is prideful. I'm refusing to humble. I'm refusing to hearken unto God. I'm refusing to hear what God said because I want it my way. I see it my way. I don't care what he say or she say. The reason we get into relationship most time is because to get our needs met at the suspense of others. Prideful. We don't want to humble. Here and there. But when he heard, his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened in pride. His spirit was hardened in pride. He was disposed from the king in throne. And they took his glory from him. In other words, Nebuchadnezzar was dethroned because of the hardness of heart. He was dethroned because the pride in his life. He re because he refused to repent. He kept a hardened heart. Oh, glory to God. Second Chronicles 36 and 13. Second Chronicles 36 and 13. One more time. Second Chronicles 36. 36 and 13. That's what I was speaking of concerning Zebekai. Zebekai was 21 years old when he became king. And he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did. A young man, 20 years old, ruling. He did evil in the sight of God and did not humble and did not humble himself, did not repent, did not hearken unto the man of God. When corruption correction came to him, he refused to, to turn around. He kept being evil, humbled himself before Jeremiah the prophet. See, God was sent a word. You need to take heed to the word. You can justify all you want. But who spoke from the mouth of the Lord? And listen to what it said. And he also rebelled King Nebuchadnezzar, who had made him swear of the oath by God. But listen to this. But he stiff-necked, prideful, and hardened his heart. He hardened, that's a choice, you know that? That is a choice right there. He hardened his heart. I refuse to give in. I refuse to humble myself. I refuse to correct myself. I 
against. He refused to turn from God. We are, listen here, we are exalted Get you out of sync. 
destroy you. It said, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart as it is in rebellion. Rebellion to God. That's what has become. You're beginning to rebel against God. Oh, God. And listen here. And said, and to let our words lift with encouragement. And go to Hebrews 10, 24. Hebrews 10, 24. And I'm about to close your heart. Come on. Come on with me. Hebrews 10, 24. Hallelujah. Glory. Hebrews 10, 24. Listen what it says. And let us, and let us consider one another. Let, it is a, look to your needs. It didn't say nothing about you. It didn't say nothing about you. It says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. And some you need to read the 25th verse. Let us consider one another. I'm about to close. And it says, and let our words live with encouragement. Edification. Romans 14 and 9. You can read it on your own. Thankfulness and prayer for one another. Let us consider one another. Edifying one another. Being thankful of one another and prayer for one another as we watch over each other and build up each other. Oh, glory to God. How is your love life? If we do as God has commanded us to do, we should have joy. We have to acknowledge the enemy for who he is. God expect for us to love one another and to do good for one another. Let us consider one another. Go back to first Peter and I'm closing. Five and eight. Be sober. Be vigilant because you're ever set. Not talking about your brother, your mother, your husband, your wife, but your adversary. Know who your adversary is. No, fight your adversary. Put your foot on his neck. The devil walks about like a roaring lion. He, he looks, he comes, he, a lion, what a lion does, he looks for the weakest link. He looks for that when he's down and filled and depressed.
he's looking for he helping you to look at on the inside of you the insecurities the unforgiveness they he got you looking at woe is me he got you going back in the
but Jesus. That is the word for today. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. This is part three, part two of our series. Next Sunday, someone else be preaching, but I will finish it up after next Sunday. And I thank God for each and every one of you. I encourage you. Let love grow in you. The love of God. Love that allows you to love in spite of. Love is action. It, it, I don't love you today and tomorrow I don't know. Now there's times though I love you, but I may not like you. It's not that I don't like you, but it's things that happens that I don't like. God, it's the same. God loves us, but God don't like sin. Oh, somebody. He doesn't like sin. And we, we move from the battle conversation into the learning conversation, into the identity conversation, where we begin to tell our story of who we are. Amen. Amen.